Yeah, I thought you had to put on cat ears too. No, I thought he had he forgot about his little introductory paragraphs that he puts on every single one of these little You know, we're just gonna kick it off from right here. I'm not even gonna count us down. Hey gang, welcome to the eighteenth <laughs> episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your weekend. I'm Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. Yeah. Hey guys. Uh what have we what have we been up to the last week, Marcos? Oh man, God of War. Lots of God of War. Uh huh. And so you're finished now. I beat the main campaign, yes. I'm doing the platinum cleanup. Is if you had to rank it on a scale of must buy or must must buy it just to throw it in a garbage can and light it on fire, where where does it rank? You must at least do ninety percent of everything that is in that game. Yeah, I so I I started playing uh just today actually a few hours earlier and i i don't think in two and a half hours time i've ever been so engrossed in a in a video game oh at least in recent memory um it's it just pulls you in immediately and you know that this is a game that is doing everything it possibly can to impress the player uh between good storytelling it's built it's doing a great job with world building the animations are just like bar none some of the best i've seen in video games the voice acting is great um already setting oh, up for a great narrative barakurmi did a great job with the soundtrack oh huh. and that's really actually good. what we're going to be talking about later isn't it good soundtracks um dakota what have you been playing this week I've been not playing games and instead fantasizing about Animal Crossings. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, honestly, don't know why. But uh, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot and watching a lot of uh, videos on YouTube where people literally go in uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf and go to people's like dream towns uh-huh. and literally just walk around people's towns and okay. show them off. So you're just daydreaming about uh, the upcoming <laughs> Animal Crossing that's going to get announced. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I've just been thinking a lot about cat, like, casual games. I thought you were going to do the thing with cat ears again. And Castle? I was like, man, this... Oh. <laughs> no, I, thought, I just thought the cat ears were coming back again for the third no. time <laughs> in our short stay so far in the podcast. <laughs> no, they weren't. Um, that, that was dead and gone. Okay. I've just been thinking a lot about casual games which sounds stupid to say no it doesn't it doesn't but like i don't know why I'd, well i mean you've always thinking... I, and i don't i prefer this for casual games like i think that stardew valley is a casual game i think animal crossing is a casual game that doesn't make yeah. you a casual gamer or whatever that no, just means that those are relaxing love... <laughs> no you don't understand that even as like a kid these were the games that i played right like i've always been I, like i grew up with animal crossing harvest moon which is basically where stardew valley came from like those are just games i grew up with and now i'm like man i want to i want something new and fresh i want a new i mean you hooked yourself into my time into. at porsche too in hopes i yeah. think that that would kind of draw you in the same way and it did it did it's just it's so new and when i played it it had just released now there's a whole lot more into it and i could get back into it and there's a lot lot to do Fair. i like the like social aspects of the games i guess but now there's also kinseed which is made by the people who made fable um which is in an open beta no closed beta right now not open closed beta that um i feel like lionhead will do a good job with a, a like a casual game like that they have a really light sense of humor and yeah 
If you and ever if, played Fable two or three, it's honestly that's the best. Those are the best components. Um, yeah, are and those sort can, of relaxed things. You can really see um, like the Fable humor coming through in Kinseed, but I'm not playing it yet just because I know the there's not going to be they're going to do monthly updates just like my time at Porsche is doing, and so I'm holding off. Give it a little time. The, yeah, yeah. Give it a little time to cook in the oven. Yeah, yeah, I um I I the only reason I bring up the whole thing about casual stuff is cuz I I think it just has a negative stigma. Um See, I feel like that's it's just sort a, of undeserved, but I I don't understand. I think I've never it, felt it had a negative stigma, but more so that it's just really underappreciated, I guess, or under it's not looked at. No one ever, you know, thinks of it as like a major thing, but there's like a a huge market for casual games, games well, that you can just sit down and wind down on. I think Stardew helped prove that at the very least. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Stardew is still selling. And actually, I mean, we don't have a game announcement for this week. Like nothing um, in particular was announced. A lot of E3 rumors, but we're going to be saving that for next week because we're already going to be jam packed. But uh, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of rumors floating around about this current Stardew patch that I think is going into beta. It's like a 1.3. And it's multiplayer. We've talked about it in the po- on the podcast before, and I think it's actually releasing it in beta form now, right? Yeah, which was going to be my news story. So we'll just jump it right into yeah, the yeah, news go now. Yeah, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Stardew Valley uh, just announced for PC, and I don't know how I feel about them calling it a beta. Yeah, that seems weird. Um, just because it seems like it's it's only releasing in multiplayer for PC, but that. Like, uh, Eric Barone has always talked about how, who's the creator, mm-hmm. has always talked about it would always release for PC first, um, just because he felt he owed that to PC players, since he's been promising it before any of the ports. Sure. Um, and so I feel weird that they're calling it a beta, especially when, like, it's, they're, we're pretty much just testing out bugs before it goes to playstation and switch and xbox oh that's a good point you know i honestly what i think this is is it's stardew valley saying like hey don't forget about me um like we have this really cool multiplayer patch that we want to put in but it's just not quite ready yet so let's just put it out there so people remember like today was honestly the first time i had seen stardew valley mentioned in like two months and you know outside of like and i think that was for the switch release so it's probably just their best attempt at staying on top of the news cycle. Um, yes, especially when um, he, because I do, I keep up with his Twitter and I check in like monthly. Um, and like, but also it feels weird about calling it a beta is in January. And I mean, I can double check, but I'm sure it was very, very early in the year. I'm almost certain it was January. He said that multiplayer was almost finished and they were just testing out a few bugs. But now it's like, it's almost, you know, four months later. Right. It's I I remember us mentioning it on one of the first podcasts we did here. Yeah, I, I remember because I said, watch, I hope they release multiplayer on, on Stardew Valley Anniversary. That'd be so cool. And then they didn't. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> no. It could be one of those things where they're waiting till E3 and like, I don't know, Sony or something will be like, and now, as of like 30 minutes ago, you can play Stardew Valley uh multiplayer on ps4 and you know they'll they'll have some sort of yeah i really think it's just waiting to release it for all the consoles but the beta is kind of his way of giving it to pc players first 
Okay. It, it it is a little fishy, but I'll I'll give them the benefit of it. the doubt. Yeah. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll fucking take it. Whatever. It's done. <laughs> I have it. I'll I'll take it. Okay. Uh Marcos, what's your news story this week? Uh Destiny's new DLC Warmind was revealed on the 20th, I think. So how is this whole thing the... being perceived at this point because they just recently released a Destiny 2 uh DLC update, correct? Um, not so recently. I mean, Curse it was of like a couple was... weeks ago, right? Curse of Osiris. Maybe no, I'm wrong. It was almost like uh, there was it came some... on like January. There was something a week or two ago. I'm almost a positive week or two of ago, it. There was the uh, there was a fairly big update that had the Iron Banner stuff, and there were Crimson Days that happened. Uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. But that of. was the uh, most recent uh, change, if any, were made in Destiny Two. Okay, so what's this DLC about? Um, basically, it's a new campaign that is going to um, explore more of Mars. It's going to have a new, an entirely new area in the game. I'm not sure if it's on a different planet or not. Fair. But I do know it's going to add to the story regarding, uh, I think the name is like Rasputin. I'm not too sure, but that's the name that they gave us. And um, it's going to give us a new story character and a lot of new game modes and a lot of changes to the current game modes that we have already. So I think this might actually be problematic because as soon as you mentioned the Destiny 2 thing earlier, I checked on Twitch and I'm actually looking right now. And ironically, Stardew Valley is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's the seventh most popular game on Twitch. And this isn't the best barometer for how popular a game is right now, but it's pretty good. Usually I can check and I can say, okay, if a game, you know, is is this high, then it, it's, you know, this popular as it stands. Um, and I had to look a page or two down to find Destiny 2. It's actually behind games like Rocket League, which isn't totally weird, but it's behind Retro, the, the, you know, the, the playlist, Terraria, um, StarCraft 2, Golf with Your Friends, RuneScape, Heroes of the Storm, Frostpunk, Dead by Daylight, like all of these games, God of War, which is to probably to be expected, but Destiny 2 used to be a like top top streamed game or excuse me destiny and then destiny 2 you know when it first came out so i i I kind of wonder if this isn't too little too late and i know they have to put out this dlc but do you think this is the kind of thing that will bring back a player base or do you think that's kind of a lost cause at this point um i think it goes to show how much bad publicity can hurt your game but I'll also say that when the stream happened, when they re- announced and showed off the Warmind stuff, the stream itself hit 100k viewers, which I thought okay. was pretty, it was surprising. That's me. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I okay. think it will bring a fair amount of people back. Sure. I just, I wonder whenever I, I have, hear like introducing new game modes, you're sort of uh, sectioning off your player base. So if a game isn't doing super well, that can make it even worse. But well, I think um, the thing is, the changes that they're making to this game is are changes that they're getting from the people that have been complaining about it. Like they're listening to the fans, which I, which is something, okay. as opposed to when everybody was getting mad at them for making these making other changes that nobody knew about in secret, and which pissed a lot of people off, including me. Yeah. They they were doing a lot of things that people weren't asking for and ignoring yeah. what people were. So, well, well I guess it's a, a wait it's a uh, to be change. seen. Yeah, sure. I know you still play Destiny, so. I play it every now and then, but this 
expansion will get me back into it a fair amount, especially since the level cap and everything is jumped a pretty big amount. Okay. Um, my news story this week was the um, the Halo the Halo mod that was de- being developed. Um, I think I think the it was titled El Dorito El El Dorito. I'm not sure exactly how the pronunciation, but um, yeah, El Dorito El Dorito. It, yeah. yeah. Um, so El Dorito was a mod taken from the Halo Online service that was released, I think, exclusively in Russia. It was so weird. So Microsoft developed this whole Halo Online experience that was was PC only. This was a PC only. It was released as like a sort of pay to win type experience in Russia where you could actually play Halo Online uh on pc and it was sort of a weird combination between halo 3 and halo 4 and as you could probably expect it fizzled out pretty quickly um i I don't really even know it was a very weird story when it was released i mean why would microsoft release something like that in russia i have no idea um but a a group of talented modders actually took the game once it was scrapped by microsoft they reworked it a little bit to iron out the pay to win elements and released it for free um and uh it gained a lot of traction like a lot a lot of traction in the last couple of weeks um they they put out a a 0.6 update that um i think really kind of took out some of the things that people didn't like. They shifted the gameplay a little bit more to be more like Halo 3 rather than 4, which people seem to have a preference for. And then Microsoft, subsequently, uh, just after the the news of the patch update, issued a takedown. And so I've seen a lot lot of, of news regarding people complaining about the takedown from Microsoft. And this is something we see all the time with these kinds of fan-made games. You guys probably remember like when Metroid, what was, do either of you remember the name of the Metroid game that had the takedown notice? Wasn't it Samus, Samus Returns? Samus Returns is the, the game that Nintendo was and just recently put out on 3DS. But somebody no, made but an ex- thing. I think they they cease and desist it, and it was the same title, wasn't it? it? It's like, very it possible. Anything? It's very possible. I know they were similar games, so I mean, take that from what you will. But I think that when something like this happens, there is a confusion as to who is necessarily the bad guy. And I kind of wanted to talk about this just briefly because I know a large part of like our community was discussing this kind of thing, and it's. It's not even so much like that, oh, people just really want Halo, which I do think people want Halo on PC. I think that goes without saying that people want like a nice Halo port to PC, somewhere they can play it, where it used to be really popular with Halo 1 and even the Halo 2 Vista, which was a thing. Combat Combat Evolved. Um, Yeah, Combat Evolved still has a player base on PC, but it's, it's one of those things where I think there is a misunderstanding of of where to to focus the blame here and so the process essentially for all of these fan-made games is that they will develop it they will get it to a point where it's playable they usually release a version of it it makes news it goes all over the place and then they get shut down and people tend (laughs) to get upset about it every single time and i don't know what people are 
expecting from these companies because you have to if you if you have a copyrighted ip like microsoft does with halo you have to issue a takedown notice or else you your ip is vulnerable um to yeah, being lost protected. it's just basic copyright law so there's not much that can actually be done here um and i think that when we're looking at something like this we should actually see the positive of it it's that microsoft sees that a halo pc game can be successful and have a market uh in the united states not just in something like russia it has a market and people want to play it um and now these people who did all this modding and put together halo online and this you know the the mod pack these people are probably going to go on to get jobs. I mean, even, you know, that's usually how it works. So I don't know. I just, I thought this was an interesting story and another example of how it's people are sort of misunderstanding the way that copyright works. And there's, there's no other alternative to this. They could have let Halo online stay and then risk their, their IP for Halo, which was never going to happen. So, sure. uh, Anyway, I think that about does it for our, our news stories. Unfortunately, we have no game announcements, but trust me, we'll be getting to those within the month um, because of E3. And we had no releases, as far as I know. Uh, so I don't, I don't think we had anything to talk about in that regard. The closest thing to a release was um, the demo. Uh... Oh, Detroit. Yes. Oh, the Detroit God demo. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, Grand Theft Auto get that new deluxe digital edition thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Does that count as a game release, Marcos? I don't know, man. I was pretty. Like, there's some smart. There's some smart people on that Rockstar team. Eighty oh, yeah. bucks yeah. for a five-year-old game. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it still is in the top ten of the um. What's the what's the is it the NDAs? Is that what they're called? I no, NDA no is non-disclosure agreement. What is what is the? Oh shoot, we'll we'll get this fact checked over the break. But there, <laughs> the name the name of the the sales data for for video games. Oh, I'm gonna check this oh. right now. It's hurting me. Let's see, sales data, <laughs> video games. Okay, NPDs. God, I knew I was close. Um, so yeah, they've been in the top ten of the NPDs pretty much since release, which is just an astounding feat. Just right, absolutely crazy. Who doesn't stuff. have Grand Theft Auto at this point? Is it like people turning 18 years old and being like, oh my God, my parents wouldn't let me buy the game. Now I get a chance. So they're hey, just like hey. running out and doing it. I don't have Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Well, you're going to own it at some point. They, Rockstar will refuse to release a new game until everybody on the planet has Grand Theft Auto. You know, that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah, at so. least they're not uh, pulling a Todd Howard and just releasing not, five different times like i mean it's almost yeah. worse <laughs> hey they're just letting it simmer at least todd <laughs> howard has other games in development um yeah well, other hey, games red dead 2 that I know. is in development that's been one the game over hard. the last five years it's true bully 2 bring oh, it home please please it will never happen as soon as red dead redemption was announced i kind of figured we wouldn't get bully too it's too no, far no. gone never never say that it's never too far gone i would even appreciate a remaster of bully at this point oh man. a remaster would give us they would do a remaster see how well it sells see how well it gets reviewed after having been like 12 years since it first released it would go I, it would sell like crazy oh. i already know it would 
That game is, is just like streaming hijinks personified. There's seven million at yeah, least. Yeah. There's there's good stuff um to be seen there. I did remember one game that was released this week, and this is a little bit off the beaten path, but the Harry Potter uh mobile game was was oh, released. Yeah. God, is that what I keep getting advertisements for? Yeah, so a lot of people are actually kind of peeved because this really? it, they they basically released it, uh, you know, and of course lot to lots of downloads, but apparently has some really nasty micro uh transactions involved, which is a bummer. Oh, that's, yeah. I'll probably download it. I'll I probably it will too. I I did see that they're trying to patch some stuff out, but I I just I never you never know. It, it's yeah, that first impression that's so important. Um, and it ha- it's one of those games that has an energy bar, so you can only do a certain amount of things, and then you kind of uh, have to wait it out. So that's how they get you. That's how they get you. But you know, Nintendo did it with like Fire Emblem Fates. Is that the mobile one? I can't remember what the mobile that one. That is, yeah. No, so, no, 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 no. That's Fire Emblem Heroes. Heroes, yeah, that sounds about right. They, Fates is the new 3DS one that right. came out like yeah. last year, I think. So anyway, I guess that counts as a game announcement. I was excited for it before it released, and I'll probably still download it. So, see, so give it, it give it a whirl. I'm a big Harry Potter guy. They need to make. Oh my god! If I had my dream game, it would probably be a Hogwarts <laughs> RPG. Like, why are hey, they sitting? Hey, spellbound. What? Spellbound. What about Spellbound? Isn't that the game that was announced like eight years ago? No, it was literally. Oh my god! What is wrong with you? Oh man! <laughs> it I, I literally was announced this year, maybe a month or two ago. I don't remember really? Spellbound. I've it's never heard. It's a Chucklefish game, um, and it's meant to be after the success of Stardew Valley, be a mesh oh. between Stardew Valley and kind of like a. Oh, that's right. Hogwarts. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this one. I was interested in it, but like I'm talking about. Be- like a big, big like RPG. AAA yes. Giant. A while. But. Yeah. I yeah. You're right. I do remember talking about Spellbound. We actually <laughs> brought it up. You brought it up on this podcast, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds right up my alley." I do remember this. Whoops. I've Whoops. been watching a lot of videos of uh, Casual games that are gonna come out soon. Lots of Kas- just, lots of Casual talk. I'm I'm just I'm just craving casual gaming. All right, well, that's going to do it for our new segment. We'll come back. We have, we're going to be talking about music and video games today. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite scores. Uh, we're going to be uh, trading thoughts on our favorite theme, our favorite video game theme. And then we're going to talk about how scores are used in terms of mechanics and narrative. And then we're going to play a little game where I ask Dakota and Marcos to match the composer with the game uh, this that, is that they composed. I know it's a little unfair, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few. This episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon members. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do for as little as $1 a month and receive special rewards, like listening to the Epilogue Podcast a day early. A special shout-out to our Platinum and Midnight Tier members, including Matt Buchanan, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Disney Lover for Life, Melody Jameson, and Drath Josh. What? One? (laughs) 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 welcome back everyone uh we're gonna be talking about music and video games and because i kind of want to contextualize this with our various taste in music i figured we'd start with each picking our top three osts of all time and we'd start with dakota we'd wind our way we'll we'll trade spots here um after each pick 
we'll go from three to one. So we'll rank here. Dakota, what is your third favorite OST ever? Third favorite OST ever is drum roll. Oh, uh, Animal I mean, Crossing New Leaf. <laughs> 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 that did not need a drum roll. <laughs> I should have asked oh. Marcos first. <laughs> We've had so much <laughs> Animal Crossing talk. Anyway, so oh. walk us through this one a little bit. I actually was sort of expecting something like Animal Crossing or Stardew to make at least not. one of our lists. Um, so walk us through this one, Dakota. Try and justify yeah. it. I shouldn't have to justify anything, but... Well. Oh, right. um, I feel like my when it comes to video games, my general tastes are um, like kind of relaxing and like mm -hmm. calm and dramatic. No in between. Those are my uh, you know two opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. But uh, I love Animal Crossing's soundtrack. Just you can listen to it at any time of day. Um, I even have a little thing on my Chrome where you can listen to it because uh, it's by the hour. It changes every hour on the hour in real time so at 5 5 5 p.m animal crossing new leaf is my favorite one okay 5 p.m but it changes every hour and it's just i don't know it's just so calming and it fits i don't know how they how they do it but oh, it's just so good and it just captures the mood of like that time of day so well well i think that I is know. i mean even i so my really only experience with this is the mobile game and the uh the mario kart level they did a animal crossing yeah. mario kart level and they they do such a good job of like changing the way the game looks the way the game sounds the way the game feels whenever something is changing whether it be time or like the season or whatever i think that animal crossing is just one of those games that perfectly captures the feeling of of what it's like to be in that moment and I think and that that's kind of important when we're talking about OSTs. You, and I mean, Animal Crossing is like a, they have a very, very popular soundtrack um, too. So, I mean, so much so that usually a, a New Leafs 4am music, um, if you ever give that a listen, is considered usually one of like the creepiest songs, like along with like Lavender Town. Oh, um, I forgot about Lavender Pokemon. Town. Yeah. But uh, it's, people just feel it like, I don't, I don't personally, like it, it's eerie, but it doesn't like incite like fear into me, like some people. Sure. Um, but it, it is, it's eerie and spooky and they like, I don't know. I just love it. So it has a good range it, of, yeah. of different tracks. Okay. Well, Marcos, uh, you want to take us through your third favorite soundtrack? Um, it was a little hard to choose between like the two, but ultimately Super Mario 3D World Number Ooh, three. 3D World is oh, you're right. Such a good score. It was, okay, it was between 3D World and Galaxy. All right, well, both both great. Justify uh, 3D World for us. The fact that it has the theme for um, 3D World is that the music is mainly influenced by blues and jazz, and that's like the big thing for me. And I feel like that kind of was a transition that the Mario franchise went through at around that point because. They used it for, um, I, I think even Galaxy had a taste of, of jazz in it, if I'm remembering correctly. I think during the, like, when you get to, like, the dark part of it, like, the star road of Galaxy, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Exactly, especially when you're trying to find Luigi and those right. green stars. And and then it gets you you notice it more in like the oncoming Mario games. Uh, first, it was 3D World, and then also was it 3D Land? Was that the 3DS one? I think it was yeah, 3D Land was the 3DS one. I think it so, happened like around the same time. Yeah, same time. And then if you play Mario Kart 8, a lot of the newer tracks Ooh, have that same yeah. jazz theme yeah, to them. It is it is really interesting. That's that's good to note. Um, yeah, Super Bell Hill, man. That's that's my jam. Yeah, that's one of my favorite pieces of music. That is that's a great a great score. So we actually we opted to instead of taking franchises, we opted to take individual games um, because sometimes, especially with things like Mario, Zelda, these sounds yeah these scores vary a lot um, from game to game. So I mean, can you imagine the difference between Super you know New Super Mario Bros. and like mario galaxy or something yeah. or even odyssey i mean odyssey uses a lot of tracks from Ooh, older odyssey, mario odyssey games but like it has yeah. a lot of good original compositions in that sure um Dallas to Koji Kondo. yeah so i uh when we'll return to koji Kondo a little later um my my third favorite score is donkey kong country 2 so Ooh. this was this was one i i actually had trouble picking because it meant exiling everything else, whereas I knew my top two for sure were were in there. Um, Donkey Kong Country Two is is just I think like what Dakota was saying, level by level. Every time you see that background plastered, and if you haven't played or seen Donkey Kong Country, it's this weird art style of like photorealism <laughs> matched with like <laughs> Kong in the forefront. It's very odd. I like it, and yeah, you grow to like that. it. It has a specific name for it. I'm not too sure what it is, though. If you find Honestly, it, let, let me know. Donkey Kong has real good music. Oh. I don't even like Donkey Kong. I think it's so ugly, oh, and I hate looking at it, and I hate <laughs> watching you play it, but that music, yeah. like, I can just, the water level music, I can just hear it in my head, and it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's no, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and it's there's pre-rendered graphics. Pre-rendered graphics, okay. Oh God! I mean, it is an ugly art style. That's probably yeah. that's probably my favorite game that is just ugly as all hell. Like I can't think of any other games I really love that are just ugly. Um, but Donkey Kong Country Two does such a good job of just like if if you're like in a level with a poisonous swamp, you can just feel that like murkiness. Um, and it's you know just like you were saying with ice levels, there's like a certain sometimes there's like a somber like sort of okay, I'm in an ice cavern. Or like sticker bush, which is in you know you're you're bouncing around from barrel to barrel. That's I think the most famous one is sticker bush, and you're you're kind of in this like viney jungle. It's just like every level somehow somehow. I mean I think it's even easier when we're considering. In no disrespect to Animal Crossing or whatever, but it's easier to uh, to match a theme with like the fall or winter or whatever. I think Donkey Kong Country somehow was the first to really nail that atmospheric tone. Um, and, you know, I've played a lot of games at this point, even dating back to Zelda and, you know, um, New Super Mario Bros. and stuff like that. I don't think they ever really had that atmospheric tone. Um, they had more of a, okay, here's here's our theme, and you're going to be able to listen to this out on hours on end without getting bored. But, like, Donkey Kong Country 2 is the furthest I've ever gotten back that actually paints a picture of the environment I'm playing in. And I think that's really important. Um, and it's something that's present in all three of my choices. But um, I want to go ahead and bounce back to Dakota for your second pick uh, for OST. Um, my number two 
is Journey. So good. Okay. Yeah. Walk us through it. Um, both I was I was torn between Journey and Abzu because for me personally, they both they're both very 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 good and made by the same game company. I, I always forget. Yeah, I I forget. Is Abzu made by that game company? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they also have um a game out on Apple. Yeah, Sky. I've heard of Sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it though. Um, yeah, but uh, and it's. And I feel like Journey is like the best example to take if you're talking about music in like a narrative setting. Sure. Um, cause, and Abzu, because neither of them have a, any kind of dialogue. There's no speaking. Everything is told through the music. Mm-hmm. And so you have to let the music guide you onto what the story they're trying to tell is. And so uh, it has to be really powerful to obviously not even just get across like a – to it has to be very strong and powerful to just get across a mediocre story, much less a, like a fantastic one. Right. And I think it's like, it, you know, both of those scores are very cinematic. Uh, you can, yes. you can feel like just how many people worked on this score to provide something big and powerful. And for such a small game too, I think the juxtaposition between the two things works really well. It's a small story with this big, big, uh, you know, sweeping score behind it and it's just yeah. it, it works really well it works really well i think journey's a good pick and then um after i watched a video too about all of this and seeing the um the names of the songs and the soundtrack and how um this the person was comparing it to uh the hero's journey um the i don't know how to say it like the archetype the trope sure. the whatever um it's also a book but comparing it to the hero's journey the chapters in that in that book uh and then to the song names and they're all pretty much references to that book specifically and which here with a thousand faces by joseph campbell yep which uh pretty like lead, the soundtrack literally tells the entire like story and theme that the game wants to get across if you even even without like once you like look past just listening to it and once you look deeper at even the song names um and uh, the last song, I guess, has uh, quotes in different languages from different b- books that followed this uh, hero's journey that uh, the, the book Marcos just mentioned talks about. And it, mention- it mentions quotes uh, in the song, the person singing um, different quotes from different hero's journey stories, like the Iliad, um, in the song, as a, and like um, Joan of Arc. It mentions a quote from Joan of Arc, too. Interesting. Yeah, these are all things I didn't know about Journey. And it's like, and then that's just looking past, not even just listening to the music, but even just looking at the names of the soundtrack. And I guess, I mean, if you know other languages, you could hear that in the one song, but if you only know English, you're SOL. (laughs) Uh, So, Marcos, what's what's your second favorite OST? Final Fantasy VI. Huh, okay. I'm waiting to hear, I I think I know your favorite, but I'm I'm interested to see if we uh, It better not be my favorite. It won't be. Well, it might be. I think I, I know think where I think I know where Dakota is going at the very least. Anyway, Marcus, walk us through Final Fantasy VI. Why is it such a powerful score? Oh, it's the wide range of music t- that um, Nobuo Uematsu has in that entire soundtrack, ranging from full orchestral pieces to slow waltzes to gritting rock. Oh, he. 
he shows off just how good of a composer he really is while also matching the tone of every moment that is being thrown at you in that game, which is beautiful. Oh, there's an opera scene in that game that I can't talk about because of spoilers, but one of the best musical... Bless your heart for not spoiling uh, like a 20-year-old game for me, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it's, pr- it's probably one of the best musical things to happen in a video game ever in my opinion it is absolutely beautiful the way they use it the way it translates to the gameplay in it oh so good well i think oh. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and bounce off of that because i think this is a perfect example of something i for the exact same reasons i picked ocarina of time as my second favorite Ooh. um and ocarina of time has such a wide range of of scores inside of the ost uh, and they're all placed in various moments. Again, I think the big trend for me is these scores that fit the theme of what is happening. Um, and I'm going to come back to Ocarina of Time in a little bit to tell you about my favorite video game theme ever uh, that's actually present in Ocarina of Time. But I think one of one of the things that's so memorable about Ocarina of Time is that you use music in the game. Um, and that's not actually something that I think takes place in any of the other games that we're talking about. Um, but Ocarina of Time obviously has the Ocarina component to it. Um, and something about playing that music yourself or feeling like you're playing that music yourself just adds an extra hint of meaningfulness to me. Um, and. Honestly, I think Zelda, it, like just as a franchise as a whole, is the one of the only ones that plays with um, music in that way too. Right. It's a big thing in the franchise itself. Like the Wind yes. Waker, you are you have the conductors. St- uh, on like the in franchise fact, itself has a very big tie to music and itself. the Howling and Twilight Princess. Yeah. You know, it's it's the only game that plays with music in such. Only franchise, I should say, not the only game. Franchise that plays with music like that. Well, I was trying to I was trying to think. I mean, obviously one of you guys is about to talk about a different franchise that franchise that uses the music as sort of a mechanic, but I I I did want to think about other games that actually involve music as a portion of their storytelling, and the furthest I got was like Brutal Legend and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Doesn't count. Never game. heard of it. It's a great game. Jackback. Ozzy Osbourne, oh, but fantastic there's cast. not much going like there's not much past that. I I don't know. I, it's something to think about if you're if you're a listener of ours. Send us if you have this game that we're just totally missing on. Um, I mean maybe Undertale, the way Undertale count. uses music, sort of, right? Maybe I don't know. A little bit, but I don't. No, not in the. I feel like it's not. It's not like it's not an ever-present not thing like, like it is in no. Zelda. Yeah. And Zelda, it's always there. You, you know, it's something you're always You can literally, literally pull it out of your pocket and just start yeah. playing. It's literally a mechanic. Yeah. And it's not even just a mechanic in one game. It's that's Except that's for just Breath Zelda. of the Wild. I can't think of any. Yeah, any, that's true. Yeah, that is which, true. Is, which is odd. Um, oh, so, so anyway, Dakota, tell us about your favorite OST of all okay. time. Um, I feel like it won't be too surprising, but I'm going to say Nier. Yeah, Nier that's what I expected. Tomato. Auto tomato. Auto tomato. So just because I think this is such a unique example of how music is used in in video game uh, design, just walk us through this a little bit. Okay. Um, Because Marcos posted the video of the end credits, and I totally forgot about 
like how powerful a moment that end credit scene really is. Yes. And the entire, like, I wouldn't even say in the whole game, like, in the entirety of, like, just gaming in general, out of any game I've ever played, that's, like, like a fucking punch to the face of emotion. <laughs> Let me tell you. Man. I was in tears during that credit sequence. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, me too. And I'm, like, thinking about it. It's making me get welled up. But, um, ooh. It literally starts, and it's just the whole story of Nier 2 is... Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to spoil Nier right now, I guess, but it's literally <laughs> a war between machines, you know, machines made out of not even, you know, two different machines made by two, made by two different um, uh, species, uh, aliens and humans, which are both dead. Both of their creators are dead. So they're fighting a war for nobody except uh, themselves. And they're made out of the same pieces and parts. They're literally the same. The Yorha units, uh, that you play as are made of parts of old androids, which are your enemies. Um, you, their core is literally made up of androids, the things right. that they fight against that they're sworn to hate. Um, and so the end credits theme, the end of the game literally pretty much ends, everybody dies, more or less, um, depending on which ending, of course. Um, but I feel like the ideal ending is where one of the characters goes and she sacrifices herself to save um, this kid that was trying to kill her for like the last half of the game, um, because that's what she was asked to do. That was another character's dying wish, and that's what she was asked to do. And so she sacrificed herself so that way he could maybe survive. And so when you get to that end credit scene, if that's you know the scene that you finish on to get there, um, it's you hear the two little pods talking back and forth. They're like, what you know? When we all came together, it felt like there was something uh, that happened. You know, and they're like, maybe we could figure out figure that out again, because now it's like everyone's dead and split apart, and it's there's a real fracture. Sure. Um, and I think you know, just like to round this out, because I've played near not as detailed as as the both of you, but one of the scenes in near that really sticks out to me is, and I think probably the one that's pretty famous um, in regards to the music is when is the carnival area or the theme park area the carnival um, yeah that's my favorite area and where the the music sort of works to the motion of everything going on around you uh yes. and i think that is something i had never seen before and it takes a little while it took me about five minutes to realize that everything that's going on around you is actually happening to the tune of the music like the, the motion, the roller coaster, the, the robots and their balloons and like every single thing that's happening is, you know, is is alongside that that score. Um, and so Nier does, doesn't just have powerful music. It uses music in a way that is is powerful. Uh, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I watched the, the scene that you're talking about, and I think that's pretty evident even from somebody who hasn't played that, you know, that particular sequence. So when you play it it's it's even more so cuz it's sure. like especially oh, it when ruined. you when you throw those 100 hours into the game and it's like <laughs> man and then you let it go yeah <laughs> oh. oh all right oh. marcos what's your what's your number 1 kingdom hearts 2 oh that's actually not what i thought i thought you were going to pick killer instinct for some reason what <laughs> yeah i thought you were going to pick killer instinct <laughs> i was Don't get me wrong I, I was waiting for Killer Instinct. Okay, Killer Instinct, the Deep Silver Killer Instinct, 2011 Killer Instinct, I believe. Killer it's Instinct kind of yeah. does the same thing. Like, Killer it, Instinct has a does its music is oh, we'll get to it later. 
<laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2. Don't get me off uh-huh. track. Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. Favorite OST in a video game ever. Like, if I had to choose a franchise, it'd be Kingdom Hearts, but Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite. Ooh. I actually don't necessarily disagree. I thought this was one of those ones I was I was thinking about for my top three. There's not really a bad score in that entire that entire uh, OST like at all. Oh man, it's just it's Yoko Shimomura is my favorite composer ever. Like I don't care if it's a classical neo general, like she, the music that she makes resonates with me like i like that style of music i like what she does in every piece that she writes is she oh, back for kingdom, kingdom hearts 3 she is right yeah yeah she is. i think she that was the, the big deal right because oh she utara hikaru was the bit another that's big deal. yeah that's what it was that's what yeah. it was and she's Yoko the singer Shimomura, yeah yeah she's a singer she's the one that does the, the theme song for oh have, have been doing the main theme songs for the past two games kingdom hearts 1 and 2 being um Birth by Sleep. I mean, um, what's what's the first one? God, I'm an idiot. It's Sanctuary. Chain of Memories. Um, no, that's no, Chain the, of game. Memories is the game. Uh, Sanctuaries for Kingdom Hearts two, and then um, oh, it escapes. Oh well, if you if you think about it, just yeah. bring it up. Um, but no, Kingdom Hearts two has a fantastic soundtrack. It's and it's and, another one of those like sweeping scores that we were talking about earlier. It's uh, a giant score, big band. Uh, the first boom of a orchestra shows just how much like she knows how to voice for everything because it's not. There are so many voices in each piece, but none of it feels cluttered. It is a full harmony, and oh, is it beautiful? To die for, Marcos, one oh, might say. Man. Um, so I think I'm probably going to surprise. Do you guys have any guesses as to what my favorite soundtrack would be? No. Um, Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Dark Souls. So I, okay. Yeah. That, I, I think I'm going to surprise you guys by not picking Dark Souls. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought about it a lot. And honestly, in hindsight, I think the only reason I picked Donkey Kong Country 2 over something like Souls or Bloodborne is because I really, you know, I've been playing a lot of retro games and I really feel like Donkey Kong Country in general sort of almost created that atmospheric uh, score. Oh, no, that... Don't pick Mega Man. I'm not picking Mega Man. Don't worry. Okay, okay. Mega yeah. Man I like, but it's, I, I yeah, really I like scared. Mega Man, but there, there are some clunkers in there. Um, and no individual game outside of maybe six really stands out to me. But my favorite game, and I'm just going to choose the original because the, the entire franchise builds off of this original score, is Halo. Um, okay. And I, for the longest time, you know, the, the, the Halo theme, when I booted that game up, it was almost like a bat signal for me where it was, you know, I grew up playing Halo, but, you know, if my, my brother or friend, like, you know, my friend down the street could boot up Halo, and I feel like I would hear that, like, oh, like when they're booting the menu up, and that that just meant something to me. And I think, you know, this is a, this is a personal, and I don't think any of this, despite some of the people that you and I know, Marcos, this is a subjective. <laughs> this is a subjective talk. Um, you know, music is in general is highly subjective, and the taste that we all enjoy and prefer. Um, I don't think we'd ever be able to agree on one specific score as being objectively the best. So Halo by no means is that. It's it's just a composition of nostalgia 
for me and uh, again something that just resonates when you pick that up you feel like a superhero you feel like you feel like master chief uh and the the score the score empowers you that way and i think any good game is going to say here is the way we want you to feel and our music is going to help you feel that way right and i think all of our choices get to that all of our choices on some level say here is what we want you to feel right now and you're damn it you're gonna feel it like regardless if our game is good or not like kingdom hearts the battle sequences in kingdom hearts 2 probably not great but when that when that score kicks in that battle music kicks in i'm just man i feel like i've got the keyblade in my hand and i'm just (laughs) swinging it around and there's something to that there's something to that that i think is just so important and integral to what video games try and do uh you know we've talked a lot about video games as an art form well i think it's a it's a a mix and match of several different other art forms um in a way that film and television and novels aren't you know that it's a mixture of writing of of mechanical design and music and and cinematography and all of these things oh yeah and just smushed into one and i think music is something that's frequently left out of that discussion and what makes a video game good or what makes us feel something um and you know when that that halo score kicks in when i hear that music i you know i get chills it makes me feel something so Anyway, I think nine good choices. We didn't overlap at all, which is really surprising. Like, really surprising. I, I wanted to... I, I forgot that I wanted to make a joke about my number one being Hostile Full Boyfriend <laughs> theme. Listen, like, for let's real, skip. though, Hostile Full Boyfriend has a really good soundtrack. No, let's is just that... skip this conversation. Hey, I didn't say... I wasn't the one that said it. Just saying. I do want to say that, because I remember playing it and thinking, wow. This music's good. Like, it's surprisingly good. Ba-boom. <laughs> so we're running a little short on time. I did want to just briefly talk about, you know, we talked about things as, as sort of mechanics. What what songs register, and we'll we'll get to our favorite theme in just a second, but are there any particular themes that just, like, whenever it clicks in, that means, like, okay, this is about to take place. Like, I really thought about the Pokemon battle music. Like when I hear that boo 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 like that winding down and then the bump bump bump, you know, it's like you know you're in a Pokemon fight. Yeah, yeah right? it's, it's the same every generation. It's the same every time, and I think there's something to be said for music. They make a few changes. They make a few vocal, small changes. Like, uh, oh, changes, but it's sure. the melody in itself and the driven the rhythm. Oh, it's all the same. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's iconic. Um, so I I couldn't I I was trying to think of more examples of that, but I'm okay. not okay. I have one, and this is gonna be a weird one, oh, but go like, for it. uh, Rainbow Road theme for oh, Mario yeah, Kart. Oh yeah, no, for sure, yeah. Like, Rainbow Road, you just know like, that's Rainbow on, Road. On the GameCube, uh, that's when I was rolling Mario Kart Double Dash, and I would get on Rainbow Road, and you know it's the last course, and I'm like, gonna fucking win this, and it got it just got you so <laughs> pumped. It does, and like the song just gets yeah. you so pumped and like ready to go, especially for such a hard course. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. But... I really like the juxtaposition between this nice floaty theme that's like it gets you feeling all these positive you... vibes, and then it's like you're gonna fall off my track, bitch. 
yeah. Times. Oh, but it, it gets me so pumped and like so ready to win yeah. is like it's like a motivation like oh yeah uh, this is that's like that's what they play when you're like coming up to the finishing line in a movie and you're about to win and the movie's about to end right oh, oh for sure i think my Good favorite point. iteration yeah. of rainbow road is the nintendo 64 upscale yes, that they did that's the best Mario one Kart 8 because mm-hmm. oh it is just so well done little flourishes in there from the bells and the flutes oh it gets my heart every time strings oh so good okay let's break into our favorite video game theme because we are i i'm really surprised i thought this was going to be on the shorter end of our podcast but Uh, almost at an hour and i still have a game plan for us so um marcos why don't you go ahead and tell us your favorite video game theme the other promise from kingdom hearts 2 uh, okay, so where where does that play for those of us who don't remember me? When you fight Roxas. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. When you fight Roxas. I, you know what I, I would really like is if we could link this and then anybody who's in uh, listening to the podcast on iTunes can just click the link. Uh, if we could get that. if we could get links to all of these things. So remind me, after you guys are done, we're done with this podcast, post a link to the songs you're talking about. That is so good. I want to go listen to it right now um oh, but it is my favorite it's it, so it, oh. good it is so good and this I is only in the mix this is only in yeah, kingdom hearts 2.5 it is only 1.5 also or 1. No, yeah, 5? 2.5 1.5 2.5 no it's 2.5 the, i thought just yeah, 2.5 and then it's the 1.5 2.5 like the bundle oh right but right also right. in the japanese release that happened okay so like but for, but for me i didn't hear this song until like 2000 11 and i was like all this time i've been missing on a gym and it's been my favorite ever since it's very good dakota what is your uh what's your favorite theme of all time um honestly i had rainbow road stuck in my head for so <laughs> no, long that's fair like yeah. what like and i don't i i don't even feel like i could say that's my favorite theme but when i saw it i don't know that was the first thing that popped into my head was rainbow road I, you know, honestly, I don't disagree almost. Which is so I, I can weird, and that's that. very yeah. unlike me. It's not, I'm sure that's nothing you would, like, that's not something you'd expect me to say, but, like, no. I feel like there's something better I could think of that, like, really resonates with me, but I don't know. The first thing that comes to my head is, like, I saw it, and I'm like, Rainbow Road. That, that's Rainbow all that Road, sense. Mario Kart. Yeah, there's no shame in it. No shame. Um, so my, my favorite two um, are the, and I, I know I don't get to pick two. You guys didn't get to pick two, so I shouldn't be able to. I had trouble t- picking between Gwyn's theme and Dark Souls, um, which is obviously that melodic piano um, mm-hmm. that returns in Souls 3. But I, I ended up choosing uh, Song of Storms from Ocarina of Time, uh, just because, just like Dakota says, when that... When anybody mentions mentions scores or like you know specific themes, the first thing that pops into my mind is that guy angrily playing the uh, what what is the what is the thing? His he's little playing? his uh, little like, music box. No, it's like an accordion or something. No, right. he twists. He turns it. It's, it's like it has a giant horn. music box with a roto horn behind. Yeah, him. you're right. You're right. You're right. And he's and he's just like staring Link in the face. And he's and like doing just, little squats as he does it. Yeah, and you just he feel the down. anger. You just feel the anger <laughs> and the emotion coming off of this guy. And and just like meanwhile it's just like flooding everywhere and the rain is is there and it's just that that oh man, it's such a dark theme. Um and the first time you hear it, it's really you wouldn't you wouldn't think about it. It feels like rain. The theme feels like rain and rain isn't 
inherently violent, right? Like most people think of rain as being like this gentle thing that we sip coffee to or whatever. I don't know. We here we only get heavy rainstorms. So I think of rain as being real aggressive. Okay. Plus it well, floods here when it rains. Fair. Um, and I almost wonder if, if in Japan that's the perception because that's the idea that I get. Is like that there's well, this... an island basically, so yeah, it would make right. And that, the, and you know, with tsunamis and, and things like that, it's like there's this violence behind the rain. And I just really, really like I, I've never had a song that just is so well paired with the moment it plays. Um, and Gwyn was close, but Song of Storms, I just I, I, I can't get out of my head. I, I was close. There, there's a lot of reasons to pick Gwyn. I almost picked Majula, which I know you don't like. I still don't understand oh, how you don't you like that. Picked, you would have picked Majula just to get me angry. Or the Shrine of Amana. There's so much Dark Souls 2 music I, I could pick. Um, <laughs> you know what's another uh, one that I almost on picked? That road <laughs> what for was two it? months of my life. Well, that's not my fault. And it doesn't make I, the music bad. Dakota, what, what were you, what I, were you thinking? I almost, I almost picked that. I don't even know what it's called. Um, oh. But the opening theme from Kingdom Hearts 1, where it's the lady singing and he's drowning, and that's like Kingdom Simple Hearts song. Clean. Yeah. Simple and clean. I remember the name. Simple and clean. Simple and clean. That's what it is. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, Dearly beloved. But oh. I almost picked that because I, I when i was younger i really really liked that song and it's like man i could jam out to this every, so every she day. she is coming back for kingdom hearts 3 that's what we were talking about earlier the same person yeah, who she... sings that and what's her name marcos Utada Hikaru. okay thank you um so coming back <laughs> for kingdom hearts 3 uh i let's go ahead and jump to the game um because we're already past an hour and i don't want to keep everybody everybody waiting so you know, barring any edits, I don't. Have, we've been pretty good. No, blo no real bloopers in this podcast, unfortunately. Really? I don't oh, think so. Uh, um, okay, so I am going to ask you guys to take out pen and paper or like a notepad or something that you can write with. Uh, just, I, I know, I know, this isn't a classroom setting, but fuck off. You, you'll you'll get the idea in just a second. So. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to list a series of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Man, make ten me games. use my nice notepad paper. You can, I can't find a notebook. Or you can just open up notes in your computer. Either or, like, it doesn't matter. I, if you I like the physical pen. nature of a pen and paper, then do that. It's more private. Okay, so the FBI uh, agent that that watches me on my computer could read those notes. <laughs> so. Uh, get ready get ready to write these down. You ready, Marcos? Sure. Okay. Uh, you're going to need to remember this. So have something to write some have something to write it down. So yeah, we have it. we have Banjo-Kazooie, The Last of Us, Call of Duty, Donkey Kong Country, Frogger, Super Mario, Child of Light, Final Fantasy, Halo, and Undertale. So I need to remember all of those. You need. You don't need. To, you just need to have them in front of you. I'll explain okay, why. Okay, you gotta say. Gotta say them say again. You gotta okay. say them a couple. Yeah, sure, sure. Times, I'm a, and maybe I'll, go slow. Okay, I'll go a little slower. Banjo Kazooie. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Donkey Kong Country. The Last of Us. Wait, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the okay. Last of Us. Okay. Oh no. Super Mario. Child of Light. 
Halo. Frogger. Fast. Too fast! <laughs> Halo? Are we at Halo? I'm at Frogger. Frogger? <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy. And Undertale. It doesn't matter, just Final Fantasy. Okay, so are we are we ready here? Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to list a composer. I'm going to say a composer's name out loud and you will pat you will pair them with the game that they composed. Okay. And I'll get at least one right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We can we'll see how much we get. Um so I think we'll we'll go ahead and start off with an easy one and I'm going to let Dakota go first. Koji Kondo. <laughs> Uh, if you were listening marcos actually said this earlier in the uh it's true yeah i remember i i do remember um i'll give you a little hint it was one of his three favorite osts yeah i was i knew i know it's either it was either donkey kong or final fantasy um so (laughs) if it's one of his it's obviously final fantasy i guess it's well marcos what's up what koji kondo who are we pairing it with Oh, oh, we don't pair it on the paper. We pair it... Yeah, you we, know, we just... I tell you? Yes, you, you tell oh, me. Oh, okay. Super Mario. Super Mario. Yeah, so oh, Koji Kondo uh, is actually Super Mario. Oh, he had Super Mario on his list, huh? Yeah, he had, he had yeah. uh, 3D World. Oh. I was looking at Final Fantasy. Okay, so Marcos... <laughs> Marcos, you're gonna you're gonna go first on this one. I, I really I really think you'll you'll appreciate this one. Toby Fox. Toby Fox. I know this one. This is the only one I know. <laughs> uh, Undertale. Okay, Dakota. Yeah, Undertale. Undertale. Yeah. So Toby Fox composed, designed. He did the whole thing for Undertale. Um, yep. So, all right, next one. Um, Dakota can do this one. Grant Kirkhope. Why? Oh, Last of Us? Good guess. Huh? Marcos? This is a weird one. I'll say Banjo, though. It is Banjo. Yeah, it's Banjo. I heard, I heard white dude name and thought. Well. <laughs> also did another game on this list. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Gustavo Santolala. Last of Us. Marcos? Uh, I'll say Last of Us too. I yep. don't know. Last of yeah. Us. <laughs> Not a white guy's name. Not a white guy's name. Can confirm that Gustavo Santelala is not a white guy. I don't guy. know why. I... That one just seemed like Last of Us. Yeah. He so The Last of Us has some really nice like guitar like um acoustic guitar scores. I think that's pretty much all it does though. I don't remember like any big cinematic moments. It's very low key, almost Walking Dead type. Um you remember Telltale's Season one, probably season two and three, where they have like those low key guitar themes. That's what Last of Us feels like. I almost wonder if he's done both. Oh, yeah, I for sure did. It's spelled S. Yes. Uh, It's probably Santa Aya. Santa Aya. Okay, thank you. Probably. All right. Um, (laughs) Okay, so this is a good one. Marcos, you go first. No composer. (laughs) Frogger? (laughs) <laughs> Dakota Frogger Frogger has no music Frogger has no yeah, music Yeah, that's not not surprising uh, Okay, um Let's see Hans Zimmer 
You guys probably recognize this one, right? Hans Zimmer, Dakota? I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to either go with Call of Duty or Halo. I'm going to... Uh, Call of Duty. Okay, Marcus? Call of Duty. It is Call of Duty. Yeah, he, he composed Call of Duty 2, I believe. Um, it was the German name. I don't know Hans, why that made me think of Hans Call of Duty. Zimmer is actually a very famous film composer, probably the hottest in the game right now. Um, right he does now, a, yeah. He does a lot of like Christopher Nolan, so he does like, um, I think he did Dunkirk, but he also did like the Batman franchise and um, what is the what is the one the 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 Dreams Within a Dream Inception, um, pretty pretty famous. So uh, let's see. The German name made me think of war, and so I knew it was Halo or Call of Duty. Wow. Um, okay. I don't know why. What about and this is for um, Marcus Sir de Pelit. Child of Light. Okay. Dakota? I'll go with Child of Light too. You guys are pretty good at this. Pretty good at this. Yeah, Ubisoft, a, a French developer. I thought maybe that would be the hint. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll see. Yeah, that's what got me. Um, okay, Dakota, uh, Nabu Amatsun. Oh, God, I butchered this. <laughs> <laughs> say it again? No, I don't want to say it again. Marcos, you say it. You know it. Nobuo Uematsu. <laughs> um, just because Marcos knows it so well, I'm going to say Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's Final Fantasy. It is Final Fantasy. Um, okay, David Wise. Marcos. DKC. Dakota? Halo? DKC. We're actually running out of stuff here. Um, yeah. I'm crossing it off as we go. There's only one game yeah, left. And Dakota, Marty O'Donnell. It's Halo. <laughs> yeah. It's Halo. I bet I could have I gotten it before you even said yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Marty O'Donnell is, is, is great. He actually was fired by Bungie. This is a really sombering story. He was fired by Bungie after the Destiny 1 narrative hiccup. Um, apparently, he just couldn't like they they couldn't get his music to match with their non-existent narrative in destiny one uh and they let him go so i think a lot of the themes in destiny are still marty o'donnell's but i don't know that for sure um, um i, 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 I don't, don't know, know who he's working with now i'm not sure i just want to say that uh Grant Kirkhope also worked on DKC. Yes, and conversely, David Wise worked on Banjo Kazooie. They're both listed as the composer for each. They're though. both big. They're, they were big rare guys. Yes, yeah. big rare. Um, I think then, that Grant Kirkhope also did the 007 GoldenEye soundtrack, which yeah, is Grant really Kirkhope has good. Yeah, done a lot of stuff. Yeah, really good. So on the recent Mario Rabbids game. Oh, also good. Yeah, also good. All right, that about wraps it up. I think that was a, a nice little discussion on video games, music and video games. Um, Dakota, where can we find you? And if you're streaming or doing anything this week that people should know about, on what is on it? Twitter, okay. on Twitter, I am mildly active, just like some Taco Bell mild sauce <laughs> at right. the Empress. There's a three in there somewhere. If you want to listen to me moan about how there's no casual games for me to play, that's that's where I do it. <laughs> And Marcos? Marcos Carmona, Twitter, TwinkiePad37. I'm the cute one. <laughs> I, I'm Benjamin Plays, and just re I'm at Benjamin Plays on Twitter. I've just recently been doing this thing where I 
do weird video game lists because it doesn't really fit on what we do on epilogue so i wanted some place to rant uh just recently i i was i did a a big thread a, a very large thread if you're willing to read through it you're on, harping on some poor games man. yeah on video games that are like actually terrible but do something <laughs> really interesting um and you know so, that thread actually gave me an idea for like a well, I, I had a, we should talk about like our favorite video games sometime in the faraway future. We should. And I was like, oh, why not do a bad video games we've played yeah, episode? Yeah, I like that. Oh I like God. that. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a bad games week before E3. I want to get all of the bad games out of my system before E3 and then just oh, be boy. like hyper loaded on good stuff. <laughs> um, well, are you going to add Hot to Full Boyfriend to that list? Yeah, probably. Terrible game. Am I number nine? <laughs> Yeah, we are going to be playing Mighty Number no. Nine, uh, Superman sixty four, oh, Sonic 06. Um, Harry Potter, no. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Harry Potter games are dear to my heart. How dare you? Okay. How, how dare? Uh, okay. You know, like Chamber of Secrets actually got pretty good reviews. I just wow. remember there's one spell and it sounded like Nintendo. Yeah, I forget what that one is. You're right. Because I used that was one of the first games I ever streamed and I would say Nintendo, but I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember. Oh. Nintendo. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I'll be streaming. I, I actually started doing early afternoon streams. Um, if you prefer a more like relaxed setting. Uh, I actually we just got a, a viewer, um, oh man, I wish I could remember the name, who was like, Hey, I found your podcast and I found your stream. Oh, goodness. I want to shout them out, but I'm forgetting their name. Um, so that's cool. If you guys ever want to just say hi. <laughs> I know that's they're cool. terrible. I, listen, to my, in my defense, like 100 people come into my stream every day and say hi. So I don't know. It's hard for me to remember the names. So that's cool. Um, uh, <laughs> it was cool. All right. It was cool. Well, well, all right. I'm sure uh, it was, but it'd be cooler if you knew their names. Them. Yeah, I know. It would be cool. They're going to stop listening now. Sorry, dear viewer. I know. I'm oh. sorry. If you Please. come to my stream, I'll. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll remember you and give you a proper shout out. But yeah, we'll be doing the bad video games week before E3. So just so everybody knows, we, we've we changed our format, obviously, to be largely conceptual um, in terms of like talking about video game concepts. This next week and the weeks in front of it, um, we'll be talking about E3, which is more of like a predictions type thing. So if you're listening to this, say sometime in the future... Uh, the next few episodes would probably be okay to skip because we'll be doing predictions on an event that takes place a month from now. Uh, I, but I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to... Did we decide what we're going to do next week? We're going to pair each episode with a a larger company, right? Did we decide to do like Nintendo and Ubisoft and then like yeah, Bethesda the, and Microsoft? Yeah, so, um, I, so maybe we'll kick things off with Microsoft since we... Microsoft probably has the least amount to expect or like the expectations are pretty low, but I think they're also the most interesting company because they have so much to prove. So lots, lots to talk about in Microsoft and we'll probably pair them with Bethesda because Bethesda we know is going to bring the heat this year. They've already been teasing it. Do so we know that though? yeah, we for sure do. I think we're definitely going to get doom. We're probably going to get a doom too, right? We have to, we'll get the, you know, they're just bringing the heat with a uh, 4k Skyrim. <laughs> um, was that a pun 4k skyrim no i don't what's the pun no no, no. he's doom oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh all and right 
<laughs> and they've also teased stuff for Prey. And uh, there is a rumor that they're actually going outside of the Skyrim Fallout RPG universe for a larger space RPG. That's just yes. a rumor. That's just a rumor I heard Thank it floating you. around. I think it, uh, it has, it's a name like Starlight or something like that. Um, Honestly, they have the 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 fan base to do it. Oh, are you kidding? It would be huge. It would be it'd huge. Be, yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, That'd be the perfect company for it. And we'll also have well, to find a way to work in stuff like CD Projekt Red, who's not gonna be. They're gonna be at E3, and assuredly they'll announce a game. We'll probably yeah, do it with Sony. I don't know who they yeah. partner with. No, because um, I, I posted I posted um something about that earlier. Right. So we'll figure all of that out uh, next week, but you can be uh, rest assured that we will have some E3 discussion for the month to come. And then once E3 comes out, we're going to try and do uh, coverage of it, like right after the, the press conferences. So um, you can expect that for the next month. Anyway, uh, everybody take care. Thank you for listening. Just a gentle reminder that if you haven't subscribed to us on Patreon, uh you can do so for as little as one dollar a month we're in the midst of changing up some of our rewards and we actually just for the first time got up to 11 patrons over a hundred dollars um so things are looking good for epilogue thank you guys for the support and uh we'll we'll see you guys next week for dakota and marcos i am ben volmer we'll see you for e3 in may peace all right i'm gonna go vape Hey, I'm oh. already doing that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you want links? In case this makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, include the links. Um, I would like to add that. I'm gonna Which edit the podcast like tomorrow or Wednesday. Which one? Um, get I the o- get one. the OST playlist for your favorites and then your favorite theme. Okay.